0: This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 346, the best of guy and gas. You're listening to the G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Originally recorded a show with Elisa Vasselli, and unfortunately, the audio for that show just turned out to be completely awful. I'm not sure what happened. We'll try to figure it out before next week's show, but in the meantime, here is uh, some of what I think is the best of uh, Gaz and I doing the show together. Uh, this first segment is right as we begin on the MyMac Podcast 285, Guy and Gaz. G-man. Now, last week, of course, I had Owen Rubin and Mark Rudd, and I really appreciate you guys helping me out. This week, uh, I have somebody new, and hopefully, uh, he's gonna be a, a regular, and, uh, but he's no, he's no podcast virgin. He's been doing this quite, quite a while on his own. His name is Gazmaz. Gaz, buddy, what's up? Good evening, guy. How the devil are you? I have no idea. It's a Thursday night, and it, well, actually, it's a much later Thursday night for you. Uh, you're over there in uh, the UK.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, basically from Northampton, which is in the Midlands of the UK, south of our ex-friend David, uh, David Cohen. Uh, yeah, about about a hundred miles south of David. So uh, I'm okay. waving to David now.
0: Yeah, you could throw a rock and hit him from where you are, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if that was something
1: a, you wanted to do. Yeah, that, that's a strong right arm, I think I'd need that. <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, uh, quick overview, because I have been on the show before, so some yeah. of you may have uh, already heard my story, but basically I'm a fairly recent switcher, similar timing to David actually, uh, switched over from the PC in about 2007, went over to a Mac Mini, uh, upgraded to a... Um, an iMac, 24-inch iMac, which uh, we can get onto the story of that uh, perhaps in another show, because okay. uh, uh, that's uh, quite an interesting story. I bought it off eBay and later found out it was stolen, but more of that in <laughs> that time. Uh, and I'm now currently running uh, a Mac Mini and a MacBook. And um, I've Pretty much been podcasting here, there, and everywhere. Uh, I am called a bit of a, a cuckoo by somebody because I seem to pop up on lots of podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what, what other podcasts have you done? I, I know you, you, you've been a, a semi-regular on the the IM podcast.
1: Yeah, that's the IM podcast. I, I've popped up on there occasionally uh, and um, do the odd spot there. Um, I've also done a few reviews on the Map Review Cast. Um, there's been one or two other um, uh, podcasts that I've uh, crept on. Um, the very first podcast where I was interviewed was actually by Adam Christensen on the MacCast. But the, my regular beat um, is pretty much doing a news and views from across the pond segment on Mike Potter's for Mac Eyes Only.
0: Yeah, which uh, is a, which is a really nice podcast for those that, that don't know about it. I I also like uh, the IM podcast. Uh, just the way you the way you guys have that set up. And I guess there's always some kind of code word, so if somebody uses a code word it's like you just hear all this drink drink everybody drink
1: yeah that's that's kind of uh, set up pretty much in the pre show because obviously they've got lots of uh, people in the chat forum uh, who are listening in to the show live um and it's very often i'm in there if i'm not actually on the podcast i'm in the chat and uh, yeah i join in with those frivolities when it occurs
0: what <laughs> well, well it, are, are the people in the chat
1: like trying to make them say the word so that they
0: will yes. drink oh yes
1: oh yes yeah there's plenty of chat going on in there and they they encourage, uh, encourage the word, whatever that word is, um, on,
0: like rig- a, on a regular uh,
1: basis, definitely.
0: <laughs> there, was, there was a show with uh, Groucho Marx, for people who know who he is. I um, can't, can't think of what the name of the show was off the top of my head, but if you said the secret word, this big duck would drop down, and whoever <laughs> it was that said it would win $100. And no, we're not, we're we're not going to do that here on this show. No. And, and <laughs> drinking is, is probably not a good idea because I have such a low tolerance for it. And it would probably get out of control relatively quickly, probably, so it, it it could become a good idea, but only for a short while just just yeah we'll <laughs> we'll hold off on the drinking until i until I can build up a tolerance. uh what else do you do besides podcasting
1: well um, ah, um gotcha. yeah, you have my day to day job it is it's very boring actually i'm I'm a pricing analyst for the company that I work for, uh which actually is an American company. Um, that's my day to day nine to five, uh, role, uh, as if any job is nine to five these days. Yeah. Um, but pretty much podcasting has become a little bit of a passion really. I quite enjoy, you know, appearing on shows and doing stuff and, um, and just talking. I seem to have a
0: well, you're, you're, also, you're also a rugby player, aren't you? Or uh, used yes, to be? I'm
1: a r- rugby referee. I used to play rugby. Uh, that is certainly something which takes up most of my weekends. Um, a little bit difficult at the moment because, uh, as you know, but listeners may not know, I recently uh, was… Had a bit of um, a spill. Yes, I had a spill on my push bike. Well, the ironic thing was I was actually going to hospital for uh, a physiotherapy on an ankle injury that I'd done several weeks ago. <laughs> I was
0: so him, you, so managed, I was, you managed to hurt yourself on I the was, way to the yes, hospital yes, to ironic. take care of a previous yes. injury. Yes, ironic, uh, isn't I, it? I, was actually I, I hope, I hope you won't mind. I hope you won't mind. But if I ever meet you over in England, I have absolutely no intention of getting into a car with you <laughs> no it's not that
1: bad it's not that bad honest <laughs> so just uh, don't just don't you know don't get on the back of a push bike women, uh, yeah yeah so that just could, that either stay be... way ahead or nah, way behind you, that could be a completely different conversation of course <laughs> yeah yeah well of
0: course uh push bike for for our you know american audience is basically just you know your plain old 2 wheeled cycle yeah bicycle Bicycle. Yeah. Uh well this is a Mac Okay, this next segment is the story of me trying to return a cable to David Cohen that I had borrowed from him at uh, Macworld in San Francisco. And uh the the hassles of trying to ship something over to the UK. Best of Guy and Gaz the G Men on the MyMac dot com podcast.
1: Guy. Yes. Uh, it, just before the break, you mentioned something about well, something about shipping, something to the UK. You had problems. It,
0: oh. oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, you know, probably didn't want to go into another MacWorld story. But while while Tim, David, and I were at MacWorld, of course, Tim was there, you know, with OWC, and, and David and I were representing MyMac.com along with uh, Owen Rubin and Mark Rudd. Um, I I had a little problem. I had this. I had you know I was doing most of the video that That you guys probably saw on the site, yep, yeah. and I had an external hard drive that I had to move everything over to because I was running out of room on my on my MacBook Pro, and I could not get the damn thing to mount on my desktop, and I tried everything, and it turned out it was you know I just didn 't have the right cable. well, David Cohen had a cable, it was just this little four inch USB to micro USB cable that would work for that particular little Toshiba drive it can be the the
1: simplest thing which foils you at times can't it yeah well that's a story of my life
0: sometimes I think (laughs) so David was kind enough and and this particular cable he used for a different device he was kind enough to let me use it and and use it for the rest of the show the problem was he wanted it back because it was also a cable that only worked for one of his devices so he had to have it back, and I, I had to promise him because he left before the show was over. That you know, once I got back to you know the East Coast, that I was gonna I was gonna put this this cable
1: into a bag or something and, and ship it to him. It's and it's funny things like that are like gold dust, and you become you know they become like friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it it even matched the device that he had. I I think that's what it was. It was because it was color-coordinated. We know David and his (laughs) color-coordination. So um, on a Sunday, I I went over to a a little local place that that does shipping because I didn't feel like going all the way down to the UPS store, and I was going to try to ship this thing out. Unfortunately, they were closed. So I ended up having to go to Office Depot, which here in the States allows you to ship things out via UPS and oh my god, what a pain in the neck. I mean I had to do this and I had to do that. As soon as I hit the little button that said, Oh, it's not going someplace in the States, it's going to the UK. It was like all these red lights started flashing all <laughs> over the place. And I could see people peeking around the corner and reaching for their weapons. You know, yeah. this did is you have the to US. take your shoes off? Uh, no, no, but uh they, they did they did insist on a urine test. C- but that that's a whole other that's a whole another story. Yeah, let's not so, go there. So let's not go there. So I filled out all the paperwork and I, I put this cable in a little bag and i give it to the lady and she says okay well that'll be 3850 and i looked at her i said Ex- excuse me what 3850 she said yep 3850 i said it's it's a 4 inch usb cable it's it's going over to the uk you know she, it's a, <laughs> and she's like well that that's it's, what the machine is telling it's, me it's still 3850 <laughs> it's it's still 3850 sir so it's like uh, okay i promised david i was going to ship him this cable so i gave him a 3850 and and You know, patted myself on the back for a job well done and for being such a great guy, you know, keeping my word. And I went home and didn't think about it until I got a call two days later from UPS down at the the main UPS depot that I had tried to avoid in the first place, saying that they could not ship it because it was missing paperwork. So I had to take time off from work, go (laughs) go down to the main UPS store that I didn't want to go to in the first place. And, you know, and then even better, they couldn't find the, uh, the, the little bag that the cable was in. It yeah, took can, them like 45 I minutes. You, I can
1: imagine you standing at the counter drumming your fingers on the, on the, on the desktop while it's, it's here somewhere, sir. It's here somewhere. Yeah. No, I swear it's really here.
0: And for those people who don't know me, I'm about six foot six and about 300 pounds. So I can be, I can be rather an imposing presence, though I, I try not to be most of the time. So they finally find it. and There's more paperwork to fill out. But they didn't charge me any more money so you know when we were talking about how difficult it can be to ship things and how yeah. expensive it can be to ship things from from here to the uk now now you guys have the you know european common market does, would I have had this same type of problem if I was shipping
1: it to like France or Spain or Germany or anything like that? Uh, well, well, if, well, if you post stuff out of the UK, uh, the, the Royal Mail that we've got is pretty good. They're pretty, especially if it was a small item. I could have just popped it in the jiffy bag, put the address on, paid at the counter, and it had gone. It have been fairly easy. But no, if you if you if you <laughs> If you are shipping stuff away, it can get a little bit complicated. But as soon as you go outside the EU, it does become a little bit more complicated. But with a small item like that, yeah, I'd have just used the Royal Mail posted service because they're pretty damn good, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it was just so ridiculous. They they wanted to know the country of origin and you know how much it was worth, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, who its grandfather was. And it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just
0: a cable for the love of God. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs>
1: Oh, oh my he, god! But David got his cable. Yes,
0: yeah, I got an email from him the other day saying that that he got his cable, exp- and exp- I made sure that he knew. You know, <laughs> that, yeah, well, if he didn't, then he does now. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, I had to <laughs> let him know. I, I I went the extra distance to get you this four inch cable,
1: David. But. <laughs> By God, you've got that cable. You'd have probably oh. been cheaper than just sending the money to buy a new device, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well I think it was another hard drive, so it still would have been a little expensive. But I mean just the frustration factor alone is like what, it's 120 bucks. Here, here, take here's a check. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Rob me blind. <laughs> not not David, of course, but no, no, uh, no, 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 no. UPS and, and whoever it is that decides what the postal rates are going to the UK. Damn you all to hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, getting on to... to
1: Hey, my Mac listeners, Sam Levin here from App Minute, the ultimate, ultimate source for app news and information. Cool things about all your iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch... Android, anything that connects
0: to those devices, we're all over it. And in less than two minutes, you can get
1: your fix from atminute.com. Check it out today. It's a free podcast. You can listen live under your browser or via iTunes. Check it out today at atminute.com.
0: Suitably preserved and artificially sweetened. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
1: I'm glad you like mine too. See, looking pretty cool.
0: Gotcha. Next up, Gaz's sister has a couple of problems with her laptop, and Guy and Gaz have lots of advice for her. It's the best of Guy and Gaz, the G Men, on the MyMac.com podcast. So, uh, before we got started on the show, uh, you and I were, were talking about some problems that uh, one, of your, one of your family members was having. Oh,
1: boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, so uh, very quickly, um, uh, just over a year ago, uh, 13 or 14 months, my, my dear sister um, said – Who you love greatly. Absolutely. You always love your family. You've got no choice in your family, but you've got to love them. Right. Anyway, I, uh, she, she asked me about uh, getting a computer – and I went, uh, yeah, you get a Mac. And she went, well, we're looking around, and she gave me a price, which was probably about half to three quarters of the price of a, let's say, the, the low-end MacBook. So she was looking and, for a portable then. Yes, yes, she wanted she wanted to have a large-screen portable. Oh, um, wait, wait, and wait, I wait, what how How big of a large screen what did she you- well, about fifteen inches okay about fifteen inches i mean they did they did have a look at some seventeen inch screens, but I said, look you know you might as well have a desktop if you can have a seventeen inch screen I think it you know it's it just becomes unwieldy, and if you want to use it so you can you know use it around the house, then you know anything between thirteen yeah. and fifteen inches will be fine
0: well did did i mean was she looking for a portable machine because she she travels or is that she just wanted to have it for walking around the house?"
1: Walking around the house, okay. they use it. They they do use it around the house, from room to room. So you know, I'll give them that. I'll give them that one. But obviously, my uh, my conversation, my persuasive powers were not good enough to <laughs> encourage them to perhaps fork out a little bit more money. And to be fair, to be fair, they were on a tight budget. So you know, it's difficult if someone's on a tight budget and they yeah. want to get hold of a, a unit. Then, you know, it's, it is really difficult to say, no, you've got to push the boat out and you've got to go and buy um, a Mac. Um, because the, the, the initial outlay, as we all know, is more than yeah, what you can will, buy yeah, for a PC. Right. Well, this morning she was coming over to pick my girls up because they're going over there to stop the night. And there was a little bit of panic because it wouldn't boot. Ooh. One month out of warranty Ooh. and it wouldn't boot. Well, fortunately, they
0: did have a backup, right?
1: dead silence.
0: (laughs) (sighs) You see (sighs) it Just went right over my head.
1: No, no, absolutely not. After everything, I'd tried to tell them and show them. No, no, they hadn't got one. And she'd got lots of pictures of her little baby who was about 14 months old. Mm. So I said, leave it with me and I'll see what I can do. Well, to cut a very long story short, I basically couldn't get, windows which was windows vista on this hp machine up and running for some reason there was an error it just wouldn't boot and whatever i tried it wouldn't work what
0: did did they um, give
1: you the uh the original system disks that came well with the guess what guess what um, when it's no. one of these oem machines it comes with no disks doesn't it i mean it's just it got a separate partition uh where obviously you could boot from but that wasn't working either so I, I just hung my head in despair and thought, I, I you know, I've got a busy day on today because we've got a, It's obviously Easter weekend right. coming up, and over in the UK we have Good Friday, and I'm lucky enough to have Good Friday and Easter Monday off.
0: Oh, very nice. Uh,
1: however, <laughs> that means you have to get everything done in time. the days before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Any so I had a quite a busy day, um, but basically I got to the point where I thought. That's it. I'm gonna take the hard drive out. I've got some caddies. So I took the hard drive out, I popped it in a caddy, popped it onto my user account, and
0: Well, you mean I, your user account on your Mac or is it on a PC? On my Mac. Okay. On my Mac, yes. Well, the that's, only a, that's a Fat thirty two partition though, isn't it?
1: On, on NTFS. The, oh, it, oh sorry, you're right. NTFS. Yeah, Vista is on NTFS. Um and my my partition, partition is obviously um ooh, uh what what do they call it? The, the apple it's an apple partition anyway, so i I put it on and i couldn't see the volume there's the two volumes that I mentioned, and I could see one of the volumes, which was the backup volume, but i couldn't see the main volume uh, which kind of you know scratched my head and thought, has it got you know is this because of the n t f s issue or oh, anyway you know emails still coming in phones still ringing i had to get on with my work yeah so a little while later this caddy that i'd got was not only a firewire caddy but it got a usb port so i then decided to put it into the laptop that i got from work and i could see it i thought great
0: all right is this is this kind of like the max target mode
1: does does windows vista do something like that Mm, well, I, what I did was just basically plug it in, Guy. I just plugged the USB port in, because obviously I'd put it on a… Like, USB uh, or FireWire? USB oh, okay. on, the, on the Windows machine. Okay, okay. USB on the Windows machine. Um, so I popped it, in, uh, USB, popped it onto the Windows machine, and I could see both of the drives, both of the volumes. However, they've got a sign in, so I couldn't get into their oh, user no. account. And I'm not an administrator on this particular machine because the, you know our work machines are really tied down. Right. And even though I knew the account and I knew the password, Windows just wouldn't let me get to a point where I could say, "Here's the username, here's the password, let me see the files."
0: Was that a, a limitation of uh, where you work? You know, the way they have their network set up that you can't you can't really well. Do I just much I just external
1: volumes I, that haven't been blessed by IT. Um, Well, I could see the volume, and I could get to the volume where there wasn't any restriction on it, and I could see all the other files, but what I couldn't do was get to their account because they'd got the, obviously, Vista had tied that folder down to their account um, on, on the HP machine, Wow! on the hard drive. Anyway, I tried, you know, I, I had a quick look to see if there was a way of accessing that folder and putting in the permissions, and I couldn't find anything. Well, by this time, I'm starting to think, look, I just haven't got time for this. So I, I whipped it out again, and I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try exactly what you just said, and that's target mode on my Mac Mini. Yeah. So I held down what I thought was the right key for target mode, because um, I did a restart on the machine, and I'd got the FireWire Plugged back into the hard drive. Yeah,
0: it's you just hold down the T key on, on reboot.
1: Uh yeah, sorry. I, I wasn't going for target uh um guide uh um target mode. I was actually going to see if uh, hit option so I could see oh, if I could oh, see oh, it right, right, and boot into it. Right, okay. And boot into it direct. Um however, I held the wrong key down and I went into my login screen. Now I've got several accounts because this is a family map mini exactly. um, yeah. and there's four of us that use it but i also have what i call the administrator account because none of us are, have got administrative rights so we all go into our own ki- uh, accounts not under administra- administra- administrator administrative uh, account okay right so i've got an administrator account which for some reason i decided to go into because I, I knew that it would be the quickest to boot back up. Yeah. Because obviously on my account I've got lots of things which boot up when it first starts. And I thought I've just got to quickly go onto the web just to find out what, you know, what key it is I should have been pressing. <laughs> anyway, hey Presto. The the laptop disc mounted? It mounted completely. And I suddenly realized it was because I was an administrator on the Mac, and it was then allowing me to see both volumes. Whereas, obviously, under my account, I wasn't administrator wasn't an administrator, and I think that was why I couldn't see it under my account. That is great. So, were you able? I mean, well, when, as soon as I saw it, I thought, uh, you know, there was a, a bit of exultation because I saw both volumes, <laughs> and then I thought, I thought, ah, hang on a minute though, I'm going to have the same problem that I had on the on the PC that it won't allow me into uh, the folder. Okay, yeah. So I double-clicked on the folder, and it opened. Oh, my God. And I could see everything within the folder. That's fantastic. So I just, so I quickly grabbed all of the files, um, dumped them onto the desktop, saved them into a folder, um, and, hey, presto. I then put it back into the machine, and actually about two hours ago, after about five hours, I finally got <laughs> the thing back up and running, But I had to do it on a complete fresh install. I finally found a way to get into the BIOS and completely do a a refresh install on it, um, which wiped everything from the hard drive. So so they
0: lost lost all their applications. They lost, you know, probably. Well,
1: well, get this guy. (laughs) They don't use many applications. She she uses um, uh, the free office that you can download. Oh, yeah. Open Office or. Open Office. And she she uses the web. Um, she doesn't use an email client cause she goes, uh, onto email on the web and she stuffs a photo on there of, of the, you know, of the row and the baby Yeah. and that's it. So I, I'd got all the photos, I'd got all of their notes. I've got a few other documents and uh, spreadsheets that, uh, obviously she had saved. Yeah. And so I'll just dump those back on there tomorrow but you know it was it was the administrative account on the mac mini which saved the day you know that,
0: that that is good news and it just shows you how versatile that the mac really can be um if if i could give a suggestion to your sister she may want to consider and, <laughs> she, and i'm not talking lot, about i'm not talking she, about going out and getting a mac that that wasn't what i was going to say if she wants to stick with windows and she doesn't want to outlay a lot more money to you know, get a new machine and all the rest of that. What you may want to consider is getting an OEM copy of Windows Seven Home, yeah, and yeah. just getting rid of Vista altogether. Yeah, because and, and I've said this before on the podcast that uh, Windows Seven is not a bad OS, and it's probably at least in my mind the the best thing that Microsoft has come out
1: with in ten years. And and I've I've heard that. From a few people. I mean, this was basically the first experience I've had with Vista at all. And I tell you what, I can see why the haters were out there. Yeah. I, I loathed it. I loathed the interface that I've been having to mess about with. Now I'm finished with it. Apart from having to dump the files back onto this machine, I will be glad when I don't have to touch it again. But <laughs> Until the good, next time. Well, that's a good
0: point. Was it a hardware problem or was it a, a software
1: problem? No. No, I've got a feeling it was a registry problem. Oh yeah, oh
0: good old, good old Windows <laughs> registry. Well, you know that's so, kind of that kind of leads into the the first topic we wanted to talk about tonight is that you know all right here's your sister she she went out and a little more than a year ago bought a uh, a Windows laptop because it was cheaper than a Mac and a year later you just passed a warranty it dies and she doesn't really you know unless she's bought some kind of other uh, warranty, she's she's kind of SOL. She, you know, there's there's not much that she can do. And if you know, f- for the long time Mac users, if you think back some 10 years ago, the Mac market share was like at 2%, and then here we are now in 2010, and depending on whose numbers you believe, Apple has somewhere between seven and 10% of the total market for yeah, computers sounds everywhere. About right. Sounds about right. And so, so how is Apple able to do this? even though they're more expensive. I mean, we're in the middle of a recession.
1: (laughs) Well, conversely, I wonder whether the fact that we're in a recession, people are thinking about where their money goes just a little bit more. Um, And obviously, I think the switch over to Intel's had a big, big um, sale on that. Oh, I don't Uh, doubt that at all. And and obviously, I think people are realizing – You know, the iPhone's also a gateway product. I mean, the iPod Touch, sorry, the iPod, um, the fifth gen was the first Apple product I had. And I had it about three or four months and I thought, right, okay, I now have to seriously think about getting uh, a Macintosh because I was just, um, or an Apple Mac as it uh, obviously was referred to then rather than the macintosh right but i mean that fifth gen ipod was my gateway drug and i think the iphone has been the gateway for a lot of people since and i think that's what's happening because you got to remember guy they are growing but they're growing from a much smaller base yes and i think the computer industry has been growing and growing and growing and i think that. A lot of these other companies that are now really struggling, struggling, the likes of Dell, for instance, um, they've been just sitting on the wave of increase of the computer market and not been concentrating. You know, they've, they've gone for the rush to the bottom when it comes to price. Right. And they've not really been thinking about their product. I mean, we, we've got Dells at work. Um, we're actually moving back to Lenovo's in September time. But these Dells we've got, they are awful. They're just awful. Awful machines. Well, what, what just, is it about them that's that's so terrible? I mean, is, is it... They're just so crappy. They're just crappy. You, you lift up the hinge, and you, the screen wobbles about, you know, it and it's always done that. It's not like I've had, you know, a couple of years' use out of it, and it's got like that. It's always been like that and got worse. The keyboard itself feels awful. The screen shape is dreadful. It's, it's, it's a small widescreen shape. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the whole thing just feels cheap and some people would say that some of the older macbooks um felt a little bit plasticky i've got a white pl- um, plastic macbook right. it is plastic most of the machines are plastic yeah, obviously it, apart from it, the, the, the new the, Mac the macbook new that you Alavinia. have the macbook you have is that one of the unibody ones or is it before the no 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 it's a 2007 so okay. it's a, an old uh, an older white uh, macbook right but But, you know, when you look at it, you think, oh, it feels cheap. And apart from the problem that they had with that cracking at the front, which has happened to this MacBook twice and has been repaired FOC twice, and now they've actually got a – they say they've got a better um, construction underneath so that it shouldn't happen again. But it just works. It keeps working. It was a refurb as well, this particular MacBook. Yeah, that's all Um, I ever buy. And it it's just brilliant, you know. It's got the the, the knocks that I give it because it does get it does get. I won't say abused, but it does get used. It does get used. How old are
0: your kids? Fourteen and sixteen. Okay, uh, I've got two boys that are fifteen and and uh, thirteen, and you know they've got Mac Minis. And the the few times that I've allowed them to you know play around with my with my MacBook Pro, it usually lasts about five minutes, and I'm like, give that. Back to me. No, no. So I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, I mean, kids, kids are kids. And unless it's, yeah, unless it's something that they've actually bought with their own money, they don't care. And you, you hate to say that, but, you know, it, it's just, it's just the way that kids and, and quite frankly, quite a lot of adults. It's just yeah. it's just the yeah. way that they are. I
1: agree. It's just the way some people are. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I actually, uh, my daughter got a uh, an iPhone, uh, which was an unlocked um, secondhand iPhone. Actually, that I got off eBay, um, uh, officially unlocked, but I made sure that she had to put something in towards it. Right. I mean, she pays for the monthly contract. She has to pay for the monthly contract that she's got, which is not with O2 um, because it's an unlocked unit. I can she's put uh, actually a Virgin SIM in there, um, but she's obviously paying towards the device itself, and she probably looks after that phone now better than I would if I had one. Sure, to be perfect
0: because she's putting her own money into it, so there's that connection. Absolutely, but absolutely. But getting back to Max, um, yeah, you know. You're right. When when you said earlier that that the big ramp up for Mac usage has happened since Apple switched to the Intel platform, and you know the, the thing is, so many people go out and they say, oh well, you know, I can get I can get a Dell Ultra, you know, Zoomy Zoom that has you know twice the RAM and a faster this and blah 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 blah, blah for less money than I would spend on an iMac. And so, you know, I I guess, you know, my question is, when when you consider like for like, are Macs more expensive than their PC counterparts?
1: Uh, Well, if you go out on a a straight comparison uh, unit to unit, yes, they are more expensive. But my sister's already found out that longer term, the PC can turn out as expensive, perhaps still not as expensive. But I said to her, you try and buy a MacBook, which is only a year and a half old off eBay, and you will find that you're paying a high price for it. So there's your payback as well because they, they don't half hold their price. Not that many Mac people actually sell their,
0: products, sell <laughs> no, their Macs. No, not after but, just a year, no.
1: <laughs> but there, there are plenty out there, guys. So, and when you look at the price, I to, you know that's where I first went. I went to eBay. Yeah. But I still paid what I thought was quite a high, high price for a computer for a Mac Mini. However, once I'd got that Mac Mini, I realised why it held its price, and you know the justification for getting uh, a Mac is is doesn't the realisation really doesn't hit you until you've got one.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would agree with that. Uh, there's there's been at least oh I'd say three people at, at where I work recently who have who have switched to Macs. Now there's you know I mean that. Not everybody is, is going to see, you know, the benefits of owning something other than, uh, you know, the, the cheapest computer that they can buy. And you know what? That's fine. If that's what you want, then, you know, knock yourself out. And I, I'm not going to say boo, but this this one guy was talking about he had a Dell and I hate picking on Dell, but, you know, he had a Dell <laughs> and it was having all kinds of problems. And he knew that, that I was, you know, uh, uh, one of the computer guys that wasn't in, in, you know, with part of IT at work. And he said, well, what should I do? And I said, well, the first question I asked him was, what are you using the computer for? And he told me, he says, well, you know, my wife and I, we go online and we check our email. I mean, just, just basic stuff. And Pretty much like my sister, by the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. And I asked him, I asked him well, what, what's the operating system on it now? And it was XP it was like a probably 3 year old dell um desktop yeah and i said well you know windows 7 is out and considering what you've just told me you may want to consider getting you know like windows 7 home or or maybe even windows 7 pro cuz it's going to do everything you want you won't have to lay out any more money for hardware and he was like yeah but you know i've been using windows for a long time and I'm just not happy with it. And you know, <laughs> remember, we, we're using XP where we work. And so he hadn't even really tried Windows 7. No. But it seemed to me from talking to him that he wanted to try something else. So I. He wanted to su- change. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's Obama all over again. So I suggested that he get a Mac Mini. And, I, and he said, you won't have to get a new monitor. You won't have to get a new keyboard. You won't have to get a new mouse. You know, it's, it, yep. it's yep. it's here in the States, it's five ninety nine for the low end one, which would suit him just fine. And you just plug in all of your PC stuff to it. It'll work great. So about a week goes by and he comes over to my cube and he's laughing. And he said, yeah, my, my wife went without me over to the Apple store because I, you know, I had gone myself and had looked at it and, and was bragging on it. And so she went on her, on her own. Said he, she comes home. She has a twenty-one point five-inch iMac, which is, you know, it's it's like I think it's twelve ninety-nine or something like that. He said, you know, and she'd been ragging on him before she left that she didn't want to spend a lot of money on a computer. That five ninety-nine was a lot for just this little six by six box. And you know yeah. what was he thinking yeah. about? And she comes home with something that's twice as expensive. Yeah, but it's yeah, but
1: it's twice as big, guy. She's got you know for double the money. She's got a lot more (laughs) (laughs) machines.
0: Yeah, it is. It is bigger. Yes, it is bigger. But I mean, and this this is kind of what happens for some people, especially if they've never tried to Mac before.
1: I think the upsell in the stores itself is is it's it 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 kind of just happens. You go in, and it's very difficult not to be swung by the um. it's just a an I want machine, isn't it? Their their upsell is superb.
0: Well, um, it doesn't help that that they're actually, and you know, this is one of the knocks that a lot of PC people talk about. Is it's just a pretty machine. It's a very beautiful. It, it's you know, just the way it's designed and the way it's laid out. It's just a good looking computer. Yeah, and even even if you're looking at the Mac Mini. I mean, people look at a Mac Mini, and they go, "But that—that's it." I
2: love the Mac Mini. That's face. it. That, 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 that's everything.
0: Mac it's it's like yeah. six inches by six inches by two and a half yeah. inches. It can't be the whole computer. It's like that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's everything.
1: So, and I tell you, for a, for a home user doing, I mean, I I do the podcasting, so I have Garage Band up. I'll have um, Pages up. Sure. Um, I'll have Safari up. I'll have perhaps White uh, Pro up. I'll have Skype. up. I'll have iChat up. All running. And yes, okay, I've increased the RAM to four gig. I'll I'll put my hand up and say I've done that. Right. But it it runs it a dream. It runs all those things. So for a home user, the Mac min, the the Mac Mini. If you've already got a keyboard, if you've already got um, a screen, just get a Mac Mini. You you really don't have to spend all that mo- all that money and go up to a, an iMac. However, <laughs> if you if you've got the money and you want an iMac, yeah, <laughs> hey, hey. They're beautiful machines. Sure,
0: and and when you consider, especially with the Mac Mini, that it's essentially that the Mac Mini is a, a MacBook condensed into a small yeah. box. Yeah. So yeah. it's got this. It's got a slower hard drive. It it's got you know, um, the the uh, what is it, Nvidia ninety four hundred M graphics chipset, which shares RAM with you know the with. The RAM that you have built into the machine—that's true. Yeah, it's—it's it's not a machine that's typically—it's meant- not—it's
1: not a power machine. It's not, it's a, not a power, power machine. machine, and it's—and it's not a gaming machine. But let's be honest, I'm not sure. I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people are talking about it, and we spoke about it the other week. But it's not a gaming platform. No, it may—it may become a gaming platform, but actually, I just have so much fun just using the damn thing.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's it's part of the reason it, why I, I've f- stuck I still with the Mac it, for I, all of these years.
1: Yeah, I still find it incredible that I'd prefer to, rather than having to do something on the work PC, I'd still prefer, apart from Excel, yeah. um, <laughs> um, I'd still prefer to be able to do it on the on the Mac. And I don't know, I just can't explain it. You know, I've, I've drunk far too much Kool-Aid.
0: <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> al- along those lines, you know, When you're talking about cost for computers, one of the things that is rarely mentioned, you know, it's always, you know, what's your price out the door? And I mean, and that's basically the same for whatever it is you're going to buy. The price out the door, okay, Macs are more expensive. You know, let's just get that out of the way. However, when you consider that typically Mac users keep their machine anywhere from, from twice to three times as long, you know, you're yep. saving money in the long absolutely. run, you're saving money. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, she, she could have. I mean, my sister could have made a choice today. She could have either uh, luckily she had me, who's fairly persistent. Huh. But let's say I was a, a, a tad a bit, you know, less persistent and less, you know, rigid about trying to get something fixed and working again. She could have taken this machine to somewhere and paid to get it fixed and they may have been a a decent place that only charged a little bit because it was just a matter of finally getting the the process and the system to to reboot or they may have charged a well i don't know it could have been a you know a quarter or a a half of the original price of the machine and not to mention they
0: probably would have wiped the hard drive
1: they probably would have done yeah I mean that was certainly something that I was more that was one thing that I was more concerned about than anything else because right, I the really itself. you know than the machine itself I really wasn't concerned about that I could have thrown it out the window afterwards <laughs> as soon as I'd got her data off that was it and that's I'll be honest that's all she was concerned about and I tell you what now I've I've, I've said I've got it and she knows where I stand when it comes to Max she knows you know my stance on it and uh, you know yeah. hopefully they'll learn from this they're not going to get rid of it because I've got it back working again. So perhaps that's more for me. But, you know, I'll we'll take your advice about getting onto Windows 7 perhaps. But I think in the future they may think about going Mac.
0: Well, that's not a bad – but, you know, you know what? Regardless of whether you're running, you know, the, the Mac OS, OS X, or if you're running Windows, one thing that's very, very important is make sure you back up your data. Your data. Yeah. And the best way to do that is like an external hard drive. Yeah.
2: Hey there everyone, this is David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. I'm driving to work through East Manchester at the moment, and as I worked my way through the traffic, past all the drug dealers and their blacked-out Range Rovers, past all the teenage hoodies by the side of the road, intimidating passers-by, past the idiots in their 15-year-old rusting cars, bobbing through the traffic like they're extras from the Italian job, I thought to myself, a good podcast will probably help take my mind off this and TechFan is one of those podcasts. We're part of the MyMac.com family of podcasts, but we have a slightly broader scope. We're interested in talking about any sort of computing, video games, digital photography, audio equipment. Basically, if it's electronic and it's shiny and it floats up, then that's the sort of thing that myself and my co-host, Tim Robson likes to talk about. So if you're stuck, like me, in the commute from hell, Going through an area that looks like a backdrop for the next Robocop movie, then perhaps you might want to give Tech Fan a try.
0: Number one in our time slot, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
1: Keep us off the street.
0: So we it Last second for the night. Uh, this one is very odd. It goes from talking about uh, the, the, the death of the floppy disk all the way through to a uh, potential new Apple enterprise called the Mac App Store. Steve said no, but it could happen. The best of Guy and Gaz on the MyMac dot com podcast. I've I've just received some just awful awful news.
1: Is that awful as in uh, cows and pigs, or is that awful as in really bad news? Um. Well, in this case, it could almost be both, <laughs> because <clears throat> apparently,
0: we <laughs> after after almost thirty years, maybe longer, Sony has decided to discontinue making the 3.5 inch floppy disk so, sorry
1: so what, what is this 3.5 floppy disk that you talk of
0: well it was it was a little tiny disk that was used to be used in computers all over the world and now
1: it's dead well i, I, I must have joking apart that is actually yeah. a quite quite a well, it's quite a standpoint. It's quite a a point in the history of computing, isn't it? Really?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, the the, the kind of weird part is is you know, Apple certainly had their hand in killing it. <laughs> since when the uh, for for those that that don't know a lot about Apple history, the the original iMac when it came out, I believe in 1997, did not have a floppy disk, and the tech world was Buzz with indignation that Apple's newest computer did not have a floppy disk.
1: Well, and it's now how long has it taken? So when was that? Um, you said that that uh, they didn't have a floppy disk.
0: Uh, well, they uh, Sony is the, is the last company that that still makes floppy disks, and apparently, due to dwindling demand. Uh, they're going they discontinued European production of them in September of oh nine. And apparently the last European sale of it was in was in March of this year. So if if you're a big fan of floppy discs, you'd better stock up now because uh by March of twenty eleven Sony will no longer make well,
1: it. I, I gotta say I better go in for a song on eBay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can't even, you because know, I, I go to, you know, various consumer electronics stores, and, and honestly, I, I can't remember the last time I even saw them on the shelves. I've got some. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I still have a whole bunch of them, too, from, from you know, way back in the day. I just, I, I haven't used them in so long. I'd probably look at them and try to figure out which end goes in and when which end is you know, where you push. And of course,
1: you've got a Mac, so... You've got no slot to put them in. A...
0: <laughs> well, I've got this CD-ROM slot that if I got out a hammer, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'd
1: shove it in there. <laughs> well, that, 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 <laughs> I've got to say, it's, you know, again, joking apart, that is quite a big uh, a big point in computing history. But, you know, RIP the three and a half, that's all I can say.
0: Yep, yep. Rest in peace, three and a half inch floppy disks. So, uh, some something else that, uh, that that came up that that's kind of in the the news of the weird is that uh, there is a malware attack that is targeting iPad users already. Already, guess there's just one little problem. It doesn't affect the iPad and it doesn't affect the Macintosh. It only affects people on
1: iPads on Windows. <laughs> oh dear So so is it attacking The Windows environment Through the iPad Is that what uh, I, Well I, sort I, of
0: uh, Basically you receive an email And what they try to do Is to get unsuspecting users To to apparently download What is said to be an update For iTunes Which is supposed to improve Or add support for the iPad And then there's a link That goes to the software That, that actually downloads The, the malware And you know anyone who has used you know various i devices or the mac or even itunes on windows knows that apple does not you know tell you about software updates through an no, email that's correct
1: absolutely spotting. yes
0: whether you're on windows or the mac you know apple has their software update and and that is where you go and get your absolutely. updates for whatever apple
1: software you're running on either windows or the Mac. So there's there's a big warning out there for everybody. If you if you receive one of these emails and you're using your iPad and you're using it on a Windows machine, don't click the link. Don't yeah. don't go there. Don't go there.
0: Well, it, it's it's just insane because I mean, why would someone like even if let, let's say you don't even have an iPad and you get and you know, <laughs> chances are this 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 is the kind of email that, that's going to go out to everybody anywhere that has essentially an email address i'm kind of surprised i haven't gotten one yet um apple does not you know again apple does not send you alerts about downloading software or updating apple software through an email doesn't happen
1: it's it's still incredible how many people out there just don't know the the ropes guy you know we we take it for granted and a lot of listeners uh, listening to the podcast probably take it for granted you know they nodding their heads in agreement saying yeah i don't click on those links yeah but it's amazing actually how many emails you can still get um through these bots that take over computers i've got i actually received recently uh, some emails from uh, a colleague who i thought was fairly computer savvy um, but his machine's been taken over, and I'm receiving all sorts of ridiculous emails from him now. Well, have, have you told? Oh him? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Wh- what did he say? Well, uh, he went, huh? <laughs> Sorry about that, man. <laughs> so you know, I don't know what happened. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, they and um, they said I needed that codec <laughs> <laughs> to watch that movie on that dodgy site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, well,
0: you know, kind of, kind of moving in that same direction. Um, There was there was another story that came out this week from one of those infamous, very, very short uh, Steve Jobs replies (laughs) to a a particular email. Yeah. yeah. And
1: absolutely. Well, considering how well Apple seemed to have embraced the iTunes app store and, and carrying on on the story, which you were going down the line of, would it be worth their consideration to have a Mac app store? I mean, surely this would give the users of uh, uh, the Mac a complete Apple experience. And the, what started it off was, as you was going to mention, was that a um, succinct one-word reply to a guy called Fernando Valente, uh, who's a Mac developer, um, Fernando basically asked Steve, and here's here's a transcript of of that email. Hey, Steve, there's a rumor saying... Isn't it nice that that he was so friendly? Hey, Steve. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) There's a rumor saying that there will be a Mac App Store and no software without authorization from Apple will run on Mac OS X. Is that true? And (laughs) Steve's succinct one-word answer on that was nope. (laughs) Nope.
0: (laughs) <laughs> now but that but that's that's not quite the whole story because no, no. you know just because just because Apple wouldn't do an exclusive for o s ten you know for for all software that can be installed on o s ten and i'm you know even if this is true we're talking you know down the road 10.7, 10.0, 10.8, if at all yeah. um, the you know that <laughs> that little pandora's box was opened a, a very very long time ago back in 1984 you know back when they still use floppy disks so i i, I really don't see os 10 going to an exclusive software download arrangement like they do with the various i devices
1: no i mean I, one of the thoughts that i put down was that you know perhaps apple could look at possibly keeping the os open to developers but just create uh and i'm i'm doing quotes here, an approved Apple right. store or an approved app, Mac app store, um, but allow developers still yep. to create apps that are available through, you know, your normal, wherever non-Apple sources. But, you know, that's going to create all sorts of scenarios. I, I mean, you're going to have you're going, to have, you're going to have a set of developers that are going to be rushing to get into the app store and get their app, obviously, on that front page again. Uh, sure. How would they run it? Would, would they do it through iTunes? You know, iTunes is getting a big, heavy beast, and uh, I really can't see them going down that avenue if they went through that avenue at all. I mean, we're talking completely hypothetical here. Uh, this right. is a bit of fun, fun really, from, from me and you because, obviously, Steve, his, his holiness, has said nope. well one thing one thing that that
0: that they could do because itunes sorry excuse me itunes has has been becoming very let's just say unwieldy that you know it's just i I think that apple may be trying to just do too much between all the various you know content and now we're talking about apps and you know everything else that they're trying to shove through itunes um couldn't they do a, a separate application that would allow people to parouse software for various i devices or the Mac and and not necessarily software that would be exclusive through these stores. Um you know, like you were saying, having having Apple go out and approve all these apps. I don't think that, that Apple's interested in doing something like that. No, I mean... However... Go on.
1: Go ahead. No, you go yeah. No, no, please. Okay. No, 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 no. no, you, no, you're, you're, no, no very, very polite. We're now, so well, polite One here. of the things that obviously that would cause is, you know, could... I mean, again, something, a note that I put down was, could Apple really cope with all of the submissions for Mac apps? And there is actually an application out there at the moment, which people may or may not be aware of. Um, I think it's called Badiga. Um and that is the sort it, it, it in itself it is an application which helps you search for just Mac apps. Um right. and you know, perhaps that's the thought sort of thing that they could do. And you know, there's pros and cons to this whole process, but I'm I'm really not sure that it's something that they want to get their, you know, get tied down into really i mean there's they make enough money out of the software that they sell and the updates that they do and and the you know the actual hardware that they sell right. Do they really want to alienate because w- w- would it do that would it, i think well now
0: well hold on okay. a sec who who is it going to alienate well i think in your opinion. i
1: think it may well alienate some software developers because it, a lot of people feel that you know apple are just taking the reins and Tightening it and tighten it and tighten it. And and that means that they would then also, if you were going to be putting apps through their specific application, would probably have much like they've got on the iPhone. They might start putting regs and rules, regulations as to what sort of app, what sort of things you can do. And, and that may well start to stifle the sort of application development that we've got at the moment.
0: Well, I you know, I have to say <clears throat> that that I I don't necessarily agree with that that um the only way that that it it would possibly stifle developers would be if that was the only way that you could get an application onto a Mac running OS 10. Now, where something like that now, you know, talking about an app store for the Macintosh, I'll I'll tell you right away who who wouldn't be interested in something like this and that would be the likes of adobe microsoft um, it's probably most of, of the the very very large developers that that have already committed time and resources to you know their own distribution methods now but where it would be a, a godsend would be smaller developers yeah yeah i mean because
1: they already kind of do that on the on the web on the website, don't they? They already have a lot of applications which you can look, which are not uh, specific Apple apps. Uh, on the oh, website, sure,
0: you can go to the, You can go to their their downloads yeah. uh, section yeah. on uh, on Apple's main website, and you can find all kinds of of, of software that that's kind of uh, it, it's not so much recommended as it's it's just saying, okay, well, under these particular categories,
1: here are some choices that that you may not be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you if they kept it open. Um, the, the problem is, I think, and I agree with you, that smaller developers would probably benefit. But you, Oh, a lot more than the bigger ones but, would. But would, you know, I mean, has the environment that we've got at the moment? You know, the environment where uh, a lot of people say that uh, there are less applications or programs in comparison to the Windows world. Okay. It's a much bigger Okay, well that, a that's much, yeah, a much, I mean uh, that's a given. It's a much bigger that's a environment. Given. Okay. But sure. But has that environment come around precisely because Apple doesn't play the all seeing master and do what we want? Um and yet another you'd have yet another hopper to go looking for what you you know, what you need. Um we've got a smaller environment where the apps that you're looking for generally do a good job. The app developers generally keep on top of the apps, Um, and the problem with having a recommended store is that a lot of new users would probably not find the environment that we've got at the moment, which is word of mouth. We've got podcasts. We've got Twitter. We've got quite a good, still, thriving Mac community that talks about applications Certainly. and talks about developers. Now, if you get new users coming in, their first port of call is likely to be Apple and its App Store and that may then tend to mean that that's their only port of call. And there may be quite a few bigger or mid-sized developers that don't want to play the um, the Apple game. And that's, that's they're the sort of people I think I'm thinking of because Adobe and Uh, Microsoft Microsoft, will play their own game as long as long as Apple keep it open that you can still download applications from elsewhere. So I think I'm not sure whether it would just create a big intake of breath and cause alienation, which may or may not be um, worthy. Um, You know, because a lot of people say that a closed shop creates um, a world in which you've Comp- have a much safer but, computing but is environment.
0: This, well, that's true, but is this a closed shop if you can go anywhere you want and get software and, and put it on your... I mean, this is the same kind of argument <laughs> that a lot of people made with iTunes in... And, and I'll just stick to this one category when it came to music. You know, I mean, the the first thing when the iTunes store first started opening up and they were able to sell to sell music through their own store was you know oh okay but you know now i can't bring in music any other way except through buying it through iTunes which of course was complete malarkey yep. you know you can take any cd that's been created since the 80s rip it into iTunes you know a, a quick search to um uh what is that website uh cddb something like that uh it's it's the the website that that has all the information all you know all the metadata for pretty much any CD that that you may own, I've never gone there, go but I'm sure in.
1: there's one out there much like the IMDb one. Uh, I assume.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is CDDB, and it's it's actually a great site. And I think that I think there's actually a link to it in iTunes when you um, uh, when when you you know rip uh, your own CD. Uh, you know the, the content that's on the C D <laughs> into, into sorry, iTunes. Sorry,
1: just to take a a away a, a move, I've just gone to sddb.com and it's moved, but it says at the top strategic drugs database. <laughs> no,
0: C D D B. <laughs> if Apple starts selling drugs through <laughs> iTunes, I'm sorry. I I just can't get behind that. Just no, sorry, no. Sorry,
1: I hope I didn't put you off
0: there. <laughs> especially especially strategic drugs. So <laughs> Targeted targeted drugs. All right, we're <laughs> yeah. we're getting we're getting slightly yeah. off the topic yeah, here. Um, now, the one difference between a, a Macintosh App Store and the the App Store that you have for either the iPad or the iPhone or the iPod Touch is that for the the i devices, you know, if you're running, if, you know, unless you jailbreak the device, um, it's it it is a closed market and. In that particular case, you know, you're right that 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 is good for security. It's not necessarily always going to be best for the users of these devices because you know they, of course, will exclude a lot of the software that these that these devices are capable of running. But on the Mac side of things, as as long as you can still go to you know find my software and buy it com or you know whatever then you're not you know it's not so much a closed platform as it is you know here is a list of applications that apple says it's okay
1: for you to use that it's not going to do any harm to your machine yeah and that brings up a very important point it, it because i i think the uh ipad and the iphone and the um iPod Touch. iPod Touch. And the applications that are built for that are probably a lot easier for them to check and look on the code because the code database is probably going to be uh, – I mean, I'm not, I'm not a developer, so I'm probably talking totally off the top of my head and incorrectly here. But my, my impression is that they will be able to check those apps a lot quicker than an application built for OS X.
0: Now, well, that's probably th- very true. Now,
1: that that means they're going to have to put an awful lot of resource if they're going to make that statement, Guy, to, to back that up. And that means there's going to be a lot of resource in the people checking those apps and allowing those apps to get through and equally all of the updates that then come through. I'm not sure whether Apple um, would want to do that.
0: Well, you know, it, it ends up kind of being self-policing in a way because a, a lot of these applications are going you know especially from the smaller developers are going to be apps that have been around for a very long time so would apple even you know as as long as it's not you know pointing to a a, a porn site or it's you know being used to say circumvent either audio or video drm which you know that there's no way apple's going to get into that into that market um would it would they really have to check every single app to make sure that
1: it's not doing something that, well, uh, that you know that they don't want Well to do? from from my point of view if they're going to make a statement uh that says uh these apps are you know work going to work well and these apps are you know kind of officially um <sighs> Supported by us. you know, We say these apps are okay to but, use on you know, the Mac. They're,
0: not, they're not necessarily going to say that, that they're su- – well, you know, this it, isn't well, a case it, of, of Apple saying that we support these apps. They're saying that, that these applications will run on any machine that will run OS I, you see,
1: There you go again. You've made a statement, which means that Apple would have to go through the whole process of saying uh, and getting all of those applications checked So I'm not sure that Apple would want to make that statement on the back of not checking the statement they make. And then you get to the point of, well, you know, what's the point? What's the point of buying out where Apple just say it's just an app? They might as well carry on as they are now and obviously link to their website and say, we have these apps available. These apps are available for you to use. Um, There are. There are pros and cons to this whole process. And obviously we're talking completely hypothetical. And, oh, and, yeah. I, and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that it would be something that Apple would want to get into. I'm not saying actually that it would be bad. I think it, it could be very good. And there are a lot of people out there that say, if Apple says it's good, that's what I'm using and I'm not using anything else. And then you'd obviously go through the process of getting lots of people wanting to get their apps into uh, the app store. And then you're going to get those people wanting to make sure that they get their apps on the front page. And that's where, you know, the money starts kicking in and the advertising, well, And sure. you know, you go down that whole rigmarole of, um, you know, app reviews. Oh, here we go again, just in a slightly different format. So uh, learning the lessons that they've had on the iPad and the iPhone and the iPod touch. Would they want to do that for Mac? Uh, you know, all the different Macs that are out there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Well, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of money there. If Apple is making, you know, cause they're making 30% on, uh, everything that's being sold, Currently through iTunes, unless of course the content itself is free. You know, I mean, we're not, we're, it's not like we're paying 30% to Apple nope. for a free podcast. You know, I, I can write that check. That's for damn sure. That's not a big deal. Um, but for a lot of other developers, being able to use the, you know, iTunes or an iTunes like type of store. Would be a huge benefit for them. Oh, absolutely, that, you know they, yeah, absolutely. They, no longer, they no longer have to process credit cards. Absolutely, you know they don't have to worry as much about marketing because uh, like it's it's like with with uh, a lot not all of them but a lot of the uh, the i device apps the cream rises to the top. So if if you've got a really really good app and a lot of people use it and a lot of people comment on it, well you're going to end up on the front page, and it's the front page, of course, like you said, where you know the the real money starts kicking in. As long as we don't get lots of flashlights, because I really don't want to carry my iMac around. No. <laughs> How can you imagine <laughs> a twenty seven inch iMac flashlight? <laughs> you turn it on, I'm blind, I'm blind, I cannot see. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> But um w- one of the pros that you had listed w- was that it would make searching for specific map a- map nah. mac apps uh a lot easier and and that's very true. Uh one of the things that can be very frustrating for for relatively novice users no matter what platform you're on is trying to find an application that a is going to do what you want and b is g- is going to to do
1: what you want. Yeah, if you know what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, a, a, a lot of times, and well, you know, one of, it's, one it's, of the it's,
1: things that I found slightly frustrating when I first moved across was the way the place that I searched for, um, for Mac apps was through a search engine, whether that be uh, Yahoo, whether it be Bing, whether it be uh, Google. But right. when you go searching, but you get an awful lot of hits back. On stuff which is nowhere near what you're yeah. looking for, so it's not even related. Absolutely, and that, that's one of the things that um, uh, frustrated me to a certain degree. But obviously, you get to know where the best places are to go and look. And there are, you know, there are one or two websites out there. I mean, to name a few, you've yeah. got Mac Softpedia, you've got I Love Mac dot com, you've got Cool dot com. Uh, you know, there are plenty out there. I mean, I uh, OS x.iusethis.com is uh, uh, another site but they're all typical websites and you still have to go in and search so um, this app that I mentioned at the uh, earlier in, uh, in the conversation bodigo is 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 quite a neat way around and something that possibly Apple could look at and perhaps perhaps the developer just wanted to get in there first because um, you know another pro is to just searching for map app, Mac apps that you, you'd like to have on your machine is that um, if they are approved by Apple, you know, you wouldn't have unauthorized programs clogging up your machine with dirty and unusable code as well. So it, there are quite a few uh, pros. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure whether those pros would be enough for Apple to decide to go down that avenue there. Um.
0: Well I, I guess one of the other things that that developers would have to worry about would be whatever apple 's rules and regulations were yeah. that yeah. to to allow applications into you know their approved store so you know but but again, because this wouldn 't be a closed system you know if there was some if there was some um, uh, movie editing software that that did something that you really liked, but Apple, for whatever reason, didn't care for it, and you know either the dev- the developer didn't submit it or Apple didn't allow it. You could still go out and get it without you know jail having
1: <laughs> to jailbreak your Mac. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know this this is where to me it sounds like uh, why do we need just another hopper to go looking when there are plenty of places and we can find those those apps at the moment. So.
0: But couldn't that also be part of the problem? Is that there are so many places to go, and not, you know, there there is really no one but, place but, that but, you can go yeah, to. But guy,
1: at the moment, what what do you do if you're looking for an app? You you you, you do a bit of searching. But I will put a ten sure. to one bet. You'll put a call out there on Twitter. You'll speak to the people that you know. You'll you know have a few people on iChat or whatever, mm-hmm. and you um you'll be chatting to them, and you'll f- come across an app that you would have never found. Even in your hardest of searches, you'd have never found it. And it, I mean that still happens to me now. And I think I'm fairly rigorous when I'm doing searching for for applications.
0: So Well, you know, there there's two other sites that you haven't mentioned that that that's also very I'm good sh- for a startup. I'm sure place there, I'm sure there, there are plenty,
1: but get, sure. those two
0: version version dot com yep. yep. and MacUpdate.com.
1: Yep. So the, it, it, there's there's lots of places to go looking, and to me it would just be yet another hole to go looking for apps. But we are talking as hard and fast Mac users who have been right. you know, been around and and tried tried the you know the trail, and and new users. There are a lot of people out there that just like to they like to go where they know. So you could be right. It could be something that they you know could come up with and uh, be very successful with
0: sure and of course you know i mean this is all speculation um <laughs> steve steve said nope but what part he actually said nope we to, don't know to the original question we don't <laughs> know but speaking thanks for downloading the mymac.com podcast please send all feedback to feedback at mymac.com
2: Or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and
0: all free on iTunes, including the Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, so sorry 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 about that sorry